real good. Wow. No complaints. Listen, you preached a word last night. I just want to throw this in real quick. He preached a word last night. It's right there on the Christ Nation's church page or Isaac Petrie's page, Isaac Petrie Ministry. Did you put it on Iron Petrie I Ministries? I think I did share it on my, uh, uh, my page. You can get to it. It was one of the most accurately, skillfully, <clears throat> profound sermons on the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and it was really a mandate, I believe, to ministers all around the world. So when you get a chance to, to catch that, go over there and catch that sometime today, this week or whatever, you're going to be blessed. And especially if you are a minister of the gospel and if you are working in the kingdom in any type of way, phenomenal. I, I just have to say oh, man, it was it was great. Mm. It was great. I want to talk about some of it. <laughs> <laughs> but but we're going to stick stick to the task at hand, and that is to get now, before we go into government and, and the church's role in politics, I want to talk a little bit about what's happening in this nation and the nations of the world as they begin to reset these um, cities and states and opening up these nations. It's, it's like I said, this is happening all around the world where we've shut down, but now the economies of these nations are crumbling. Yeah. And the ability, and, and I think, I, I feel like we need to make this distinction mm -hmm. because when we say economies, I immediately think most people think money. They're thinking business. They're thinking wealthy people making money, opening up businesses. So when you say economy, most people are talking about revenue streams of money. Mm -hmm. When I say economy, I'm talking about the function of nations. I'm talking about the function of jobs. Mm -hmm. I think people don't realize you shut down the economy, you shut down jobs. You shut down jobs, you shut down provision and the ability for people to provide. And so now there is this global spike in world hunger that's happening now mm -hmm. because of all these shutdowns. So when, when people say you got to choose money over health and, and how things need to just stay locked down and stay locked down and stay locked down so that we are healthy, I understand that. But when we're talking about opening up economies, we're not talking about making money. We're talking about giving people the ability to make their living yeah. because that's what's hurting. And it can only, so many of these governments can only go so far sending stimulus checks. Oh, It's no just, it's not it. going to work. <laughs> no government is designed like that. Yeah. Um, and so... The reason I wanted to make that distinction is because I believe that as they begin to think about ways to do this in the natural with when do we open, how much do we open with, what businesses get to come open, 
How do we do all of this with social distancing? Are we going to test people? Are we going to check fevers? Um, you know, f- for the first time, I, I had, I didn't know they did that fever thing where you can just put it to your head. Uh-huh. That's I had that happen to me the first for the first time this week. I thought that was amazing. You know, I'm from the old school. You know, you put the thermometer in now. <laughs> you know, and, and mama come and check it out. Yeah. And then and then we update it to the you, one where, where it is digital. You, you, I do have a digital one. I mean, it ain't the one with the mercury in it. I mean, I, I've upgraded to a digital where but I still have to put it in oh, my they, mouth. They taking temperatures everywhere now. And now she just put that thing on my forehead and peep up good I was like are you serious <laughs> I just thought that technology is amazing <laughs> but there are we going to do that are we going to test everybody every day and then if you take the test and you're negative on Monday you might catch it on Tuesday and it's so much going on as and so they need the wisdom of God now anything that is successful in life I believe mm happens on two dimensions. There is a natural and then there is a spiritual. Yeah. And where I want to constantly, constantly encourage the saints of God is to keep praying Mm -hmm. because we handle the spiritual. Mm -hmm. These governments are not equipped to do that. We handle that. So I always want to open these with saying saints keep praying praying. Those of you that are on with me, would you just type that? (laughs) Please keep praying. Why? Because we are trying to, I mean, push this thing out the earth. We don't Mm -hmm. want it just, we don't want to flatten no curve. We (laughs) want it gone because it will take all of the struggle out of reopening these nations if the virus is gone. So that's our assignment as the church is to pray against the virus, use our authority to bring healing and deliverance in the earth and then praying for the wisdom of God for our leaders so that we can open this up. But I don't want people to have these nations and states and cities open up. There's a huge spike in the virus. And then they're like, okay, we got to shut back down. You understand? So we need to, we got to undergird this with prayer because I believe the success of the resetting of these nations, cities, and states are not on our mayors, is not on our governors. I believe it's on the church. I believe it's on the people of God who have the ability to bind and loose and decree. We're the ones that bring healing. We're the ones that remove viruses. We're the ones like Jesus who speak to things and command it to move. So I want the church to stay mobilized so that we can undergird the success of our, our leaders trying to move back to a sense of normalcy. So I believe the success and failure is on us. So that's all I'm going to say. And is there anything you want to add to no, that? No, I mean, I, I agree with you. I agree with you 100% that we do have to attack it together, that we can't sit back and um, we can't sit back and say, okay, this is their thing to do. This is what they need to do because it's going to take all of us anyway. Uh, and it, it always does. It always has. Right. You know, and that's, that's the whole point of the church's necessity to involve themselves 
in the mainstream of how the world works. You know, it's that it, it's going to take everybody. And of course, it takes our spiritual input and our spiritual authority, our words, our service, the, the message of our Lord and Savior in the earth mm -hmm. for people. Because, you know, like you said, they can only do so much. They only know so much. And when you are at the end of reason, right, <laughs> then there's God. Yeah. And so that's where the body of Christ has to come in and really undergird the effort. So keep praying. Keep praying, keep speaking, keep decreeing. We're winning. The power of God is moving. Amen. Now, uh, speaking, let's just segue into, Shar, if you would, to get ready to put these, if you can, up on the screen. Um, I don't know if you, you have the capacity to do that today, but these seven mountains, because we've been talking about one of the things I do feel like that has to happen once we do reopen economies or schools or churches or businesses or whatever we reopen. I believe we have to do it God's way. If we're going to have any success, number one, and number two, if we're going to have any protection from plagues and pestilence and all of those things, mm. we're going to have to make sure everything is reset God's way. And yes, if things are set God's way, then God will, supernatural power will absolutely protect us from viruses. That's Psalms 91. That's the blood of Jesus. That's, mm. that's all of those things. They yes. shall not come nigh you. Yes, sir. Why? Because you're dwelling in a secret place. Well, yes. we want to move nations <laughs> into the secret place of the Most High. Yes. And so our assignment as preachers and ministers of the gospel is to preach Christ and get everything under the, the dominion of Christ because these things can't pass through the power of God. They can't mm. pass through the blood. Mm. I don't care whether somebody tried to weaponize it or it happened from a bat. It, it <laughs> cannot pass through the power of God. So we've been talking about these seven mountains and we've been talking about the family, how we've got to reset the family. And then we've been talking about how we've got to reset, you know, um, I think it started out the family. Then we talked about the church and how we need to reset, you know, um, the church. And then we talked about a little bit about business and about economies and, and money and how money works and how when you come out of this, you got to reset your finances. And now I think we're up to government. Mm -hmm. Now, this is something that needs to be talked about because I believe the greatest mistake that the church, when I say the church, meaning the body of Christ, we as members of the body of Christ, I believe the greatest mistake that we have made is by detaching ourselves from government or politics, not knowing what's happening in governments, in cities, in states, and in nations, not knowing the political climate, not knowing what and how and who to vote for, not knowing how the kingdom of God stacks up with the nations and with the governments that govern the nations of the world. I believe that's our biggest mistake. And because of that, we've allowed Satan to rule nations 
even though we're in the nation as the church and just kind of like, you know, just puts the church right on out of the way (laughs) (laughs) while they begin to bring in all types of ungodliness into the nation. And then we have to live under it. So this is super important. And so now let's talk about this. And and I'm going to start off with a scripture and then I'm going to let you dive in. Isaiah chapter number nine talks about the prophecy of Jesus coming. And it says for unto us, Isaiah nine and six, unto us, a child is born unto us, a son is given and the government will be up on his shoulders. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts. So it's very clear. The Bible is saying Jesus is coming, and what is he carrying? A government. Mm. What is he coming to establish? A government of God. He's bringing a system of God into the earth. And then the Bible says of the increase of that government, there will be no end. In other words, he's going to start it. Mm. And then his goal is to make sure the government that he brings to earth expands throughout the whole earth until there is no end to his rule. So, I mean, in the foreknowledge, he had to have been talking about the whole world, the whole earth, because at that time you're just dealing with geographical location of the Middle East. But then he was saying prophetically that once Christ established this government, he wants it to go to the ends of the earth. He wants it to be without end. And so he says he came to establish this government, watch it, to order it, to establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward. That coincides with another scripture that says righteousness and justice are the pillars of God's throne, which means he is coming with a government, Mm. with order, with laws, with, with decrees, with a system that is full of God's judgment and justice. When it talks about judgment, it's talking about basically the way God judges a thing or the way to bring accurate um, judgment to it, to be able to judge it rightly. In other words, he's going to come with laws and systems that, that govern things correctly. And he says it's going to be built on righteousness and justice. What I judge is what what is going to be so. What I say, what I order, what I establish. Mm. Now, then he gets over to Matthew chapter number four, verse number 17. And he says the very first words out of his mouth when he comes out of the wilderness being tempted of the devil, baptized by John, goes into the wilderness 40 days, 40 nights, comes out of the wilderness. And the first words out of his mouth were repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Mm. The kingdom of 
heaven. Not, not the denomination of heaven, not the, not the church of heaven, not the worship team from heaven, not, not the preachers from heaven. No, the kingdom, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Once again, telling you that he is bringing a government, a kingdom. We don't have, well, there's very few nations that have kingdoms now. There's still a few. Um, and one big one sitting over there in Europe. <laughs> but, 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 uh, but most of us now have moved out of where there's just a king and he rules over a territory or domain. But Jesus is clear. He is coming to bring a kingdom, a system, a government, an order on earth that will establish his judgments and his justice on earth. Now, one more verse, and I'm going to let you say something. (laughs) Now, Romans chapter number 13, because you need all of this for foundation for government and politics and and how to discern all of that clearly. Mm. This is the way it's supposed to work. Everything now, it's supposed, repent for the kingdom is at hand. He's talking to everything, everybody. There's a new government here, and we got to follow its laws, its justice, its judgment, its orders, its decrees. And so with that being the perfect model, mm-hmm. then you understand Romans 13. It says, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God. Those who resist will bring judgment on themselves for rulers are not a terror for good works, but to evil. And so he's talking about now if things are set up God's way and authorities over people, over over governing authorities is what he's talking about. If they are appointed by God. If they work for God, if they understand they are appointed by God, then the Bible declares those exist for God. And so the whole thing is the kingdom of God using men to bring God's rules, God's order, God's laws, God's governing philosophies and policies to the earth so that people could live up under them as you get over into First Timothy two in quiet and peaceable lives. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, no, you, might as well go. read First Timothy. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I want to be clear because people will say, you know, you got to obey the laws of the land. Uh, not necessarily. It's just we're gonna pause on that in a minute. If they are set up and appointed by God, mm. so whatever is governing has to be appointed by God, and you know it's appointed by God if it follows God's laws, God's ways. So the kingdom is higher than the governments of this land, and it's hopeful that the governments of this land will submit to the kingdom of God. So now, the Bible tells us to pray. Um, 1 Timothy chapter number 2. Oh, Lord, let me get to it. Yeah. 1 Timothy 2 says... Therefore, I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead 
a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. This is good and acceptable in the sight of our God who desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom, who gave himself a ransom for all to testify, to be testified of in due time for which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle. And I'm speaking the truth in Christ and not lying teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. So he says, so now we got to pray for kings and people who are in authority so that we may lead quiet and peaceable lives Absolutely. in all godliness. Once again, Absolutely. saying that leaders must rule in all godliness. Mm. And if they do, we'll have quiet and peaceable lives. Yes. Yes, Think about that if you had all rulers, Preach, kings, man. presidents, prime ministers, mayors, governors, if they were all appointed by God, all governed by God, governed by the rule and the law of God, we would all have quiet and peaceable lives mm. in all godliness. My God. But, Reverend, that ain't what we have, is it? <laughs> that ain't what we have either. But that is the role now, and that's why the church separating themselves from politics, Man. what sense does that make? My God, help us. Because we are the ones who have the kingdom of God. Yes. And it's our assignment. We ought to be immersed deeply. Mm-hmm. into what goes on in politics. Yes. Goodness, how did we fall for that? I know, I know this is, just talk to me how Satan um, uh, came in and deceived, uh, because you hear people all the time, well, I don't want to get involved in that. I don't want to talk about politics. I don't want to get, well, you don't have to have a deep dive into po- politics and follow it like you're a senator or a congressman. But we should be looking because these are the people that govern our lives. Yes. Yes. So now talk a little bit about that after all this foundation Man, that I've look, set up. Look, you, you, I've been talking enough. Woo-hoo. It's time for you to pull your weight on this show. <laughs> hey, look, you, 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 pulled, you did so well. You got on that. the next 20 minutes. <laughs> you did so well on that. I, it's hard to improve. I will say this though, because there's so many good things you, you, you talked about on that when you Help were talking. Us. Um, the kingdom of God, Jesus said, would not come with observation, mm-hmm. right? So he was saying, you won't be able to look here or there. So there is no external uh, goal to, for the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Therefore, culture is changed as a byproduct, not as an aim. Because The kingdom, he said, would be within you. Yes, sir. So God wanted to set up his rule Uh within the hearts of men, right? That he would come in, indwell us, write his law on our hearts, fill us with his Holy Spirit, and man would be indwelt and governed by the kingdom, the king's dominion from within his heart. Starts individually. Starts individually. But that's the beauty and genius of it. Because if I get the man, right, the institutions follow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it, it's amazing oh, to me. Oh, that's good. That's so great. It, it's amazing to me that 
It, no we, matter when what, you, to hold on. That, yeah. that, that's, yeah. too, that's too good that, to that, just, that, just But see, that, that. That's, that's it, right? Uh, in any institution. All seven mountains are included in winning the if heart of the man. If I get the, the kingdom in to it. rule the heart of the man, I got the family. I got the family. If I, I got I, education. I got education. I got, I got business. business. I got, I've got, I've I got, got government. I got government. Yeah. I've got religion. Got everything. <laughs> I've got it all. I've, I've got every single sphere because now... When he begins to set up these institutions, mm -hmm. when he begins to promote uh, their activity in society, having a civilization, a society, different rules and orders and the way in which we go about doing life, if he's ruled by the kingdom from within, yeah. he is consulting the king right. for how these external institutions should be governed, should be set up, yeah. what they should enforce, what they yeah. should stand for. And, and I, I draw something, something from what you said in Romans chapter 13 that is so powerful. Romans 13 and 3 you just read. Mm -hmm. He said, for rulers are not a terror to good works. Yeah. Now, what does that imply? Mm. That implies that the ruler is on the side of good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? So it's, it's not saying just any ruler. Right. It's, it's actually insinuating. It's actually telling us. He's going to be on the side of good because he's a terror to good works, but not to evil. He says, will you not then, will you, will thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good and you shall have praise of the same for he is the minister of God. Oh, yes, yes, yes. To you. Yeah. For good. For good. Yes, but if, sir. But if you do evil, be afraid. <laughs> for he bears not the sword in vain, for he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Yes. So we see here that the kingdom of God in the hearts of men, yeah. God intended to create a society that would promote God's righteousness. Yeah. What was right. Right. So now you see the very reason why it's so important for Christian people not to just get involved in terms of educating themselves about politics, but to actually be in politics. Right, absolutely. Because you're a minister. Absolutely. You're, you're, not, you're not just, see, we've created this secular and sacred divide. Right. Right? That in the church, over here, what is sacred is, I preach, I pray, I serve in the church, I do things within the body, uh, I spread the gospel, all of that, absolutely. But then when we step outside of the church, when we step outside of religious activity, right, and we move out into the world where I'm now serving as a lawyer or I'm a judge mm -hmm. or I'm a school teacher or I'm whatever, then people close the door on the kingdom. Right, like the book, like the book don't yeah. follow. Yeah, like, like the book, like the book don't walk like in there. Like it don't translate. Like it doesn't transfer. Right. Right? right, and so they close the door on the kingdom, and they move into these areas, and they say, "Well, I'm in a secular setting, so I abide by the secular rules." But see, the reason the rules have become secular is because we have vacated my God the public sphere. We've right. left it. We've completely. We, we've just completely washed our hands of it. And he and he tells us here. When wow. you do that, if he says that the ruler is there to be a terror, terror to evil and not to good works, he's a minister for good. If the kingdom of God and those citizens in the kingdom abdicate these spheres of influence, then all of a sudden your rulers then become terrors to good works. To good works. Right? Wow. So when you want to be righteous, 
you've got laws that are against your righteousness. Wow. You see, and that's where we are today. We're, we're in a place now where the ruler is not a terror to those that are evil. It's a terror to those that are good. <laughs> it's a terror to good. Right. But it's there because Christians left. Mm. We stepped out. We stepped out of politics. We stepped out of law. We stepped out of, uh, of education. We stepped out of all of these things. And we decided, well, we, we, can't, we can't impose you know, our views. It's not about the imposition of views. It's about occupying. This is yeah. what Jesus said to do. He said, occupy till I come. Stay in the position to where now the kingdom within you can dictate the, the, the flow and the operation of the institutions that are going to govern your life. And see, this is why it's so important, man, because politics means power. It is the use of power in a society. The church has to be concerned right. about how power is used in a society. Or you look up one day, and it is not beyond the pale of possibility that you won't have a church to You're preach right. in. And that's happening all oh, over all, the all, globe. All, all over, Wait a minute, all the time. That, uh, this, is, this is powerfully important. Mm -hmm. I, I want you to back up to that thought again. Now, keep what you're about to say because I want to pause on this. Because we are in America, yeah. we've been... We've been under the privilege of religious freedom where we've been able to preach the gospel yeah. without persecution, without the government coming in and shutting down, saying what you can and cannot do. You can't believe in Jesus. You can't call on Jesus. Okay. You know that it started to change in America. Oh yes. Just a few short years ago, oh, people yes. were being put in jail. Oh yeah. Mayors were confiscating all other preacher sermons Gosh. This this happened in Texas. Yes, where a mayor, my Texas, my <laughs> Texas, where a mayor start telling the preachers to hand over their sermons, and a group got together, a man of God that I know led a charge down Praise there, and God. they overturned that. But that Praise kind God. of tyranny mm. had started coming at America mm. a few years ago, but it's all over the globe. It's all over the globe, man. Churches in China, Russia. Churches in Iraq, Afghanistan, churches all over in Africa, churches in North America, South America, churches that come up under this government's rule, ungodly government, mm -hmm. to become a terror to good works. Yeah. The gospel. And if we're not careful about who and how we understand this, we could be electing people that are going to shut down the church. Absolutely. And that is, that, is, that is the whole truth about it, right? Because we know ultimately, and this is kind of what I was, you alluded to the message I preached last night. This is kind of what I was preaching in that people, we have to recognize mm -hmm. that Satan's, Satan's work and activity in the earth is simply to stop God from receiving what rightfully belongs to him, yeah. which is the precious, fruit, the of precious the fruit of the earth. He has so loved the world that he gave his son. His, his love for us is beyond anything we can imagine. So the only leg Satan has to stand on is to try and prevent that. Well, how do you prevent the salvation and the fruit of the earth being born, right? You stop the gospel. Right. You damn up the message. You, you right. stop it. And when you have totalitarian regimes 
who, like in China, Xi Jinping, right. telling the, the Christians in China to take down all pictures of Jesus and images right. of Jesus and replace it with his. Right. And, and, he, and because Jesus ain't going to get them out of poverty, he is. Right. And, and he's going to be this. And so when you have all of these things happening. With 100 million Christians scattered across oh, that yes. nation. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, all, all over. But they're being extremely persecuted. Extremely persecuted because the ruler... Right. Because of the ruler. And see, this is why Christians have to be concerned with politics. I, and I'm going to say it. I'm going I'm to say it. I love our desire for revival. I love our desire for the presence of God, the power of God. But it is not a substitute for civic responsibility. Yeah. You, you exist in a world. Absolutely. Not on your own. Right. You're in it, not of it. Right. But you're here. Right. Right. And if you want, as a recipient of God's saving grace, if you want institutions that are extensions of God's common grace yeah. to all of humanity, then you're going to have to involve yourself in your civic responsibility to make sure that you're voting is with the kingdom. Wow. To make sure that what you are doing to support government, that yeah. is with your vote, right. you are doing it by God's leading direction and by God's principles. We, we don't have time to let the devil suck us into partisanship. Right. We, we, we should not be letting the devil, Come devil on. suck us into all of this sectarianism and, and sectioning us off into groups where people aren't even individuals anymore. You're just a group. Right. You're liberal. You're conservative. Right. You're black. You're white. You're evangelical. You're, you're, you're right. in the black church. People aren't even individuals. They're just groups. Wow. And, and we're thinking tribalistic because mm. we're letting our individuality be taken away from us from all of this divisive rhetoric. So we can't be sucked into this because this is the devil's work. This, this is, is the this is devil's what he does. work. This is what he does to cause us to miss the big picture. Right. Right. That ultimately God's kingdom, the kingdom in my heart coming out of me as a person to all of the external institutions of society so that the rulers and those that govern are terrorists to evil and, and not, not terrorists to good. And, and so mm. when you look at the whole thing, when you look at the whole thing, it is a classic case of the neglect. I love the church. I love the body of Christ. I love all my brothers and sisters. But it is a classic case of the neglect of the church to understand Christianity is not what you do in a church. It's not just praise and worship. It's not just, yeah, it's not just presence and basking and soaking in the presence of the Lord. <laughs> I love all of that. God knows I do. It is, but it is then taking all of this spiritual endowment and then channeling it into the world where the right. harvest is. Right. How do, I, how do I create an environment by which people can come to know God and mm. to know him as creator and to know Jesus as Savior and Lord? Yeah. And you cannot do that on the peripheral. Yeah. You can't do it. The church has believed erroneously that we could change culture from the peripheral. You can't do that. You can't be on the outside, something over here and over there and change society. You can't do it. You've got to enter into it. That's why God said, Jesus said, go into all the world yeah. and make disciples. Yeah. We don't talk about that part of the Great Commission. He said, go make disciplined ones. After what? My kingdom. Yeah. Go teach them the kingdom. Go share with them the kingdom. Go demonstrate the kingdom. So he gives us the Holy Spirit as the helper to then confirm our words with signs following. Yeah. I mean, he set us up wow. to go into all the world and show them and demonstrate to them the, the superiority 
of this kingdom. Wow. But we have abdicated our civic responsibility, our public responsibility in arts, entertainment, and all these different things. And so now nature abhors a vacuum. So when the church pulled out, yeah. Satan moved in. We ain't done. <laughs> I'm telling you, we're going to be on this for a few shows. And so we want you to just start sharing this because everything that was said needs to be heard. We still got about five more minutes left in this show um, uh, or, you know, a little bit more. But we're going to be we're going to turn this into a series because this is by far to me the biggest uh, revelation that needs to hit the body of Christ. This is the biggest revelation that needs to spread, not just in this nation, but in nations so that we can govern our cities, our communities, our states and our nations by the kingdom of God. And it is the job of the church to step up and say, wait a minute, whatever you're doing right here. Make sure what you're doing to govern us is in line with God's word, because I want to live quiet and peaceable lives. Yes. And all all godliness. And something, though, when you were talking about the church, I'm reminded of a of a survey by I believe it was the Barna group that said that the number one reason most Christian people do not involve themselves in politics or political conversations is not because they're afraid. Yeah. It's not because they don't believe the church should be involved in it. The most, the number one reason why they don't talk or share is because they feel like they don't know what to say. Mm. In other words, they're ignorant of what happens mm-hmm. in the political arena. Gotcha. And, and so because of that, My question is, if the church is that ignorant about what's happening in the political arena, how in the world are we voting? Mm. Because how are you going to vote ignorantly? Well, some of us do. (laughs) You know, right. And a a large part of the church doesn't even vote. They're not even engaged because we've bought that lie. Oh, that's political. Or when you're preaching, oh, he going into politics. Yeah, absolutely. Sure he is. And the members, I've taught the members here, so we don't have all those issues. But the issue is nobody was saying that mm-hmm. when Dr. King was going after segregation. Yeah. That was a kingdom thing. Yes. That was a man of God, a preacher of the gospel. Mm-hmm who took on the wicked laws of a nation, mobilized the church, ministered prophetically until that thing fell down. How come we don't do that about everything? Mm. How come come we don't mobilize like that about everything? Mm -hmm. Because it was a kingdom issue. Yes, it was. No they felt that. that this was moral. This yeah, was this was not political. This was they said this was a moral stand. That's right. For God's word and what they promised in the constitution of this nation. Yeah. So it was a kingdom movement. Yeah. How come we don't do that about everything? Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden, we in, we we're in a generation mm-hmm. we don't want to talk about that. You, well, we leave that up to people. Well, you know, people can do what they want to do. 
We, no, 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 no. We're here to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we're here so that the increase of his kingdom can have no end. And so we have got to start engaging ourselves politically in our cities, in our states, and in our... You can't just go vote now and not know what you're voting for. (laughs) And so that's, that's what we've had. And then you look up, and next thing you know, you've got laws coming against you telling you what you can and cannot do in a state or in a city. And then all of a sudden people, <gasps> yeah. how, did you hear what they're doing? Absolutely. You hear what they Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. <laughs> you didn't know that was on the ballot, did you? And so, and so the issue is this, because like I say, we're going to talk about, we're going we're gonna to extend this out because we have to talk about this a lot. Here's what you do. You don't have to do a deep dive in the politics to understand all this. No. What you have to do is do a deep dive into the Bible mm. and understand the kingdom of God and let your knowledge of the kingdom govern your politics. Because that's all I need to know. Yes, sir. I never will forget. I never will forget the day I was in a, in a leadership think mm. tank for the city of Texarkana. And I won't go into who and what was in the room, but, but I was the only preacher there. And I was sitting up in the room wondering, what in the world am I doing up in here <laughs> with all these politicians and, and, and lawyers and business people? And I'm sitting up here like, and I told the Lord I felt insecure. I was like, God, what am I going to say? These people over here talking numbers and figures and, mm-hmm. and, and what they're, where the city is going and what they're doing. What am I even doing in here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he told me, he says, you're intimidated because you're trying to be smart in an area in which you have no intelligence. Mm-hmm. He says, I did not bring you in this room to talk about what they know. Yeah. I brought you in this room to talk about what you know. Mm-hmm. And he said, and none of them know the kingdom. Wow. And so, man, it, it, was like, it was like Superman went in the phone booth <laughs> because now I'm the smartest man in the room <laughs> because I know the kingdom of Praise God, God and I know how cities are to function according to the kingdom. I know how schools are to function according to the kingdom. I know how business mm-hmm. are to function according to the kingdom. And when it came my turn, I opened up my mouth and began to talk about the kingdom of God. Mm. And I'm telling you, I won't talk about what happened in the meeting, but it was received like, where did this wisdom come from? (laughs) I didn't have it. I was sitting there shaking. It came from the word. I know this book. Yes, sir. And if I, hey, glory. And if I know this book, I know the way everything should be ordered and established. Yes, God. And so that's what you're looking for. You're looking for leaders, mayors, governors, presidents, prime ministers, kings that'll bring this book in and allow this book to govern their policies. Mm. And that's what we got to fight for. And boy, is it a fight. Yeah. Because governments have gotten so big and you got all these lobbyist groups and you got all this jockeying for position, all this money, all these deals. But the church has got to fight in here so that we can have 
the government that God wants on the earth. So before we close this out, anything you want to say? I got got one statement I want to make, and I want to borrow. It's actually a quote from a gentleman named Francis Schaeffer, who happened to be one of just a tremendous apologist of his time. He's no longer with us. But he made this statement. He said, no totalitarian authority, no authoritarian state can tolerate those who have an absolute by which to judge that state and its actions. Mm. Meaning that if there is a government with totalitarian ambitions, they will not be able to coincide with the group of people who live by a superior standard. And that's what Christian people are. Yeah. And so that's what you see all over the world. And so even in the scriptures, in the book of Acts, in Jesus' ministry, you saw this constant conflict between Jesus and the church with political power. It is always going to be so. It is always going to be so. And this is why the church cannot withdraw itself from the fight, turn a blind eye and hope it goes away if we pray long enough. Right. No, you must. You got to get engaged. Engage. You got to engage. You must. Listen, we are out of time for today. We normally like to keep these around 45 minutes, and um, we're going to be picking up with part two. We're going all in on making sure that we get the reset we want in uh, our nation, and that's the job of the church. And so we're going to be talking more about the church and politics and government so that we can get the right prescription for church, for the church and for people in the kingdom of God to begin to make sure that our rulers rule in righteousness so we can live in peace. Yes, Lord. And godliness. <laughs> I want peace. I want a peaceable life. I Amen. want a good city. I want a blessed state. Amen. I want a blessed nation. And yes. so y'all join us next week. Leave some comments. And um, I pray that you were informed by this. And we'll see you next week on Kingdom Conversation.